you are a grown human being. But just look at yourself. Look what you've become. You're addicted. It started when you were young, just a little bit here and there. And over time, you can't get enough of video games. Welcome to One More Game. They keep making them, and we keep playing them. And everyone around us will keep nagging. Boy, you guys sure do complain a lot. If it's video game news, reviews, and commentary, we're talking about it. So when your life doesn't allow you to spend time playing games, we've got you covered. This is the One More Game Podcast. And now your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. Welcome, One More Gamers, to One More Game Podcast. This is episode 34 on the 30th of November, 2022. I am your host, The Stroke. I'm here with my only friend once again, Swift Me Dad. No, not being joined by Pickle Matt once again, uh, but that's all right. We'll make it through. The OGs of OMG. What's up, Swift? Hey, buddy. Um, uh, good. Duke just won. So nice. um, I'm on... You know, cloud nine. More importantly, America won on uh, Tuesday. That's valid. Yeah. What you uh, are you a uh, soccer guy? I football. played soccer in high school. Okay. Or, uh, f- yeah, football. Um, dude, it was it was actually pretty cool because uh, Shannon flew to Miami today, uh, but yesterday I told her because I was sitting top three p.m. So my top three shifts started at like two thirty. Um. And ended at like nine. But I told Shannon, I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to watch the game at home with you and make it to my top three tour. So I got ready for work and got to work at like 1130 and just had lunch in our squadron bar and watched the game. Nice. And we were yelling. Beautiful. The, la- the last seven or so minutes were some of the most stressful minutes of my entire life. Sporting history. <laughs> oh. oh, that feeling that you had right there. That's what it's like to be a Cowboys fan, permanently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, except we it won. Was, it was great to watch. It was really fun. It was fun. Yeah, hopefully uh, Polisic is all right. I guess he had a a pelvic contusion, which uh, sounds like a sex position, but, you know, uh, hopefully he's all right from that. Hopefully it's just a light, you know, light bruise. Although I was a little concerned when I saw his Instagram post of him on an IV in a hospital bed saying, let's go America. We won. I was like, you sure you're going to be ready for Saturday dog. (laughs) He insists he's going to be ready. So we'll see. Yeah. You're following him on Twitter, but uh, if you're following us on Twitter, thanks for joining us here live at twitch.tv slash OMG podcast. If you're uh, listening on podcasts, you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 PM central. Usually it's three of us tonight is uh, just me and Swift. So there you have it. But we're happy to be here. We are. And we'll be talking about, I'll give you a little hint. Uh, The green screen is messing with uh, this little guy, but here he is. We're going to be talking about this guy. Oh, it is messing with And all his friends. Uh, So (laughs) just get ready for that. But before we do that, let's jump right into the news for the week. Who's that Pokemon? All right, if you are excited about this, 
as I am, then you got a little uh, exciting look into the trailer for Super Mario Brothers, the movie. They released, uh, you know, their little teaser a while back, but available to you now for your viewing pleasure is the new trailer. And it's uh, pretty cool. So, or it looks cool. Swift, myself, and I'm Pickle Matt are going to uh, do a reveal, reveal watch video, I guess. None of us have watched it yet. We're all going to watch it and react as is tradition on YouTube. I'm going to post that on the YouTube channel for One More Game Podcast. So go ahead and check that out tomorrow uh, as soon as we get that thing posted up. But uh, yeah, there you have it. That is available for you to check out. Swift, I know we both talked about how excited we are about this movie. It's made by the same people who make Minions, you know, so it's got to be good, right? I actually am really excited. I know initially there were a lot of people, a lot of haters on Twitter about Chris Pratt being Mario and, you know, but I I'm just have a feeling they're going to do a really good job. I don't think whoever they said like are people going to be like oh great i'm super stoked that yeah nobody has that voice right yeah like who speaks like that yeah yeah for the longest time mario didn't even speak like let's be honest (laughs) i'm excited to watch it games he doesn't talk yeah it's gonna be cool well cool more nintendo news is out if you have nintendo switch sports as promised from their very first trailer for Nintendo Switch Sports. As of uh, yesterday, you can finally play golf on that game, and apparently it feels pretty good and pretty accurate. So, uh, you know, it's a free update if you have that game, and go check it out. Golf is now available on Nintendo Switch Sports. Dude, I know we talked about that last week as far as... Uh, oh, what what the hell was the game called? They had the soccer one after... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Golf Story. Um, yeah, golf story. I will tell you that this hits right at home because my parents always ask me what I want for Christmas. And I always oh, tell them nothing. Stop buying me presents. But this year I was like, I want a new putter. Um, so on Friday, actually, two days from now, I'm going to go get my custom putter fit. It's so old. I know, but I'm excited. I'm diving into that retirement life. I've said it before. You are. You weren't lying, dude. Yeah. There's the uh, the trailer that Nintendo Switch Sports originally released, and there's a clip of golf, and that was not available up until yesterday. So go check that out. Pretty <laughs> entertaining. Every time I watch this trailer, I'm like, why am I not playing Nintendo Switch Sports? But yeah, I I don't have that. I don't know why. Yeah. It looks awesome. Got to be awesome. All right, well, something not quite as friendly and lovable as Nintendo Switch, but uh, we'll bring it up. So Starship Troopers Extermination was announced from the developer Offworld, and uh, they describe it as a 12-player PvE shooter for the PC, right in the the realm of uh, Starship Troopers. I think that movie came out in, like, 97 we're getting like a game on it now so it was a uh, long time ago and i remember watching it as a as a young person and being terrified of yeah. the bugs oh yeah they were creepy dude yeah yeah uh, they didn't release a little teaser trailer with it but it should be a pretty uh interesting you know i'm doing my part to bring the fight to the uh the bugs but 
Yeah, it looks crazy cool. I overall, I don't know. PVE anything. This is why I was excited for Overwatch 2. PVE anything in my mind is so fun where you can like get a group together and fight a boss or bugs or whatever it happens to be. So I think, you know, if if this thing has good reviews, we might have to dive in there and see what it's about. And it's 12 man PVE. There's not really a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. There's not a game that I can think of where you get to group up with that many friends aside from like Warzone queuing at the same time kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Is it a is it a first person shooter? Do you know? Uh they didn't say, not that I saw anywhere, but Okay. I'd imagine. Yeah. No, it's it sounds like a fun idea. Yeah, early access announced sometime in 2023. That's all the data we got for you. But, you know, if you're a Starship Troopers fan, be excited about that. Uh, <laughs> and if you're not, go check out the movie again and see what you think these know. days. I think that was the first pair of uh, <laughs> boobs I ever saw outside of, uh, yeah, right? outside of childhood. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, fond memories. All right, last bit on the docket for news. There's announcement from Todd Howard. If you don't know who that is, it is the uh, he's kind of the producer head of uh, Bethesda. An Indiana Jones game is in development, and uh, when asked about what the game would be like, you know how whenever they interview people on these, are like, what genre is it? They try to immediately put games right into a genre. And he basically said, I'll just say it's a mashup. It's unique. It's one it isn't one thing intentionally, so it does a lot of different things that myself and the folks at Machine Games, the developers, uh, have wanted to do in a game for a while. So it's a unique thing. Um, so if you're excited about Indiana Jones in the video game universe, get that to look forward to. But based on how quickly this man works on things, you're going to be waiting for some time. I, Dude, in my mind, I just imagine a... Um very realistic crash bandicoot <laughs> perfect <laughs> love it where you're rolling away from boulders and you know it's like i don't know <laughs> could be could be crash bandicoot meets uh like a survival game like daisy yeah that's gonna be all right cool 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 there you have it, folks. That is the gaming news for the week, and uh, we will immediately get right on into the game's radar. Prepare for trouble. Make it double. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our na- Swift, do you know the Team Rocket motto by heart? Oh, man. <laughs> Put I just played it, but you didn't get to hear it, so uh, you 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 can uh, you know re- rehearse that in your head for later. But I'll let you I'll think yeah. about it. All right, cool. Games radar for the week. First up on the docket, Swift. Re- why don't you go ahead and read the the listeners this bad boy? Because I know you love games like this. Yeah, it's called the Callisto Protocol. It's available one December, which I think is tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, all but Switch. From Striking Distance Studios, the creators of Dead Space, which we've talked about previously on this show, and it sounds like a very creepy game, according to The Stroke and Unpickle <laughs> Matt. Um, but The Clister Protocol, a terrifying story-driven survival horror game set in a prison colony on Jupiter's, Jupiter's dead moon, Callisto. 
And I'll tell you, if you're into scary games, this is probably for you. I watched the trailer and immediately, like the first scene in the trailer is you having essentially holding like a grab gun and a zombie in front of you and you you throw them into like a meat grinder and there's all kinds of other things around you and there's sounds all around you. It does uh, not, it's not, you know, it's not going to be for me, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Dead Space fan, this is like, basically the same game it's got like minimal hud you can see your health on the back of the player like they're going with a lot of the same kind of stuff going on i will say it looks a lot more realistic and less fantastic the zombies are much more like human bodies with just distorted all kinds of stuff and yeah might be good though because those guys really have that genre mastered yeah, if it's anything like you guys described Dead Space as far as being alone in space, which it sounds like based on the description, it's going to be creepy. Yeah. All right, well, let's go in the completely other direction. Coming out on the same day on all platforms is new Joe and Mac Caveman Ninja. I don't know how many of you guys remember this game. It was on Sega, I think, maybe Super Nintendo. But it was a Joe and Mac. They were cavemen, and it was a platformer. And I freaking loved that game. You run around, killed dinosaurs, uh, fought bosses, and I always wondered why they never had more of these games. And uh, well, it's getting a remaster with all new uh, art style. Basically, it looks like someone who's really good at drawing on Photoshop just went through and drew sprites for every little thing in the game, and it's the same game uh, from there. So. Uh, described as two cave dudes named Joe and Mac lived in a peaceful village until a bogus bunch of Neanderthals snatched all the village's women. You hate to see it. I hate when that happens. Yeah, those jerks. Yeah. Fight against deadly dinosaurs and carnivorous plants to save them all in the survival of the crazy and colorful action platformer game, which with completely redesigned graphics. I'm excited about this one. I'm definitely going to try it out because uh, I remember this game and I loved it. But. Just yeah, I don't in... think I ever played it. Yeah, but it just looks lives... like to, to me, it looks like kind of Donkey Kong esque, where yeah. there's obstacles and Mario, Super Mario, kind of, but more Donkey Kong in my mind as far as things tumbling through the screen and yeah, you can see he, you 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 get a power up and you can throw these wheels because Cayman invented wheels. That's what they're going with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. Well, it was cool when I was about 10, so we'll see how it holds up. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. All right, Swift, tell us about Midnight Suns. I know a lot of uh, superhero fans are excited about this one. Yeah, all right. Midnight Suns comes out tomorrow as well. Everything. Um, it's set on the darker side of the Marvel Universe. Marvel's Midnight Suns is a tactical RPG that sees you fighting alongside and forging friendships with iconic Marvel heroes, spanning the Avengers, X-Men, Runaways, and more. And to me, if you watch the trailer for this, it looks kind of like a... Um, I'm blanking on the word. Turn-based game with cards. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. I couldn't really get the vibe of it based on the trailer, but to me it seemed like very specific. Like you had a character, you got to attack a couple people and then somebody else got to attack. So 
Yeah, this game's been kind of chattered about for quite a, a while. I think XCOM, but with a card system built into it. Um, but it's definitely a turn-based thing going on. But, I mean, anything Marvel with superheroes, I'm for it. If it plays yeah, anything sure, like sure. uh, Mario and Rabbids, I'm I'm sure it'll make a billion dollars. Well, that also like comes out tomorrow, normal. like everything else that we're talking to you about today. And lastly, we talked about this uh, little genre of games over the last you know, couple months, but uh, Swift saw this, this one. This one could be the coolest <laughs> one of them all. Yeah, it's called Moonshine Inc. It comes out on 1 December for PC only. Moonshine Inc. is a strategy management tycoon game that lets you become the best moonshiner ever. Build your unlawful empire directly under the authorities' noses with more than 100 ingredients, over 50 recipes, real fermentation methods. So if you're looking to uh, learn while you're in this game, there you have it. <laughs> if you got yeah. an extra bathtub in your house. Yeah. And, uh... A couple of uh, stills and uh, all kinds of crazy tubing. You have what you need to create some uh, moonshine. Yeah, Swift, I, did you know that NASCAR originated from running moonshine? I actually had no idea. Really? People would, people would soup their cars up so they could uh, get away from the cops. And eventually they started racing them organizedly and then slowly evolved into NASCAR. And now you have the most boring sport of all time called NASCAR. There they go. Is it a sport? I don't. I don't think it's. I don't know. I I watched the trailer of this, and I, it looks kind of like actually really entertaining. It looks like most of the other like, not really like most of the other simulators, but kind of you know it's a moonshine simulator, I guess. Uh, but my favorite quote from the trailer is, "Hey, pastor." Dot dot dot. Oh, what kind of moonshine you want this week? Hey, Pastor, how was your sermon? What kind of shine? <laughs> yeah, how was your sermon? Yeah. yeah, looks entertaining, could be funny, and uh, also very educational. That's right. Cool, cool. One little update for a game we brought to you uh, a little while on the game's radar. A game that you've probably played before, but uh, had a RTX improvement slash uh, revamp coming out for 4K with all fancy NVIDIA graphics appalls uh that's been delayed by a week so expect to see that december 8th just in case you were wondering all right swift that's it for the game's radar if you guys are excited about a game coming out go ahead and reach out to us how do you do that you wonder well go ahead and go over to twitter type in omg underscore podcast gg hit that follow button and leave us a little uh little message. Let us know what game you're excited about. We'll check it out and uh, bring it up on a future episode of One More Game Podcast or Instagram as well. If you're not into those super fancy ways of reaching out to us, you can send us a uh, Pony Express letter or an email at omgpodcastgg at gmail.com and uh, let us know game recommendations you have, things we missed, things you love about the show, things you hate. A letter to Pickle Matt letting him know how much you miss him. All kinds of things. We'd love to we hear all from miss you. Him. Yeah. All right, Swift, post the Discord link in the chat if you wouldn't mind. 
We'd also we love do. it. If, wouldn't mind if you guys would join us on our Discord, One More Game Discord. Go ahead and search us. The link is in the chat and will be provided for you in the description for the podcast. There's always someone on there gaming, talking games, all kinds of stuff. We'd love to hear from you and uh, have you join our gaming crew. All right, this is normally the part of the episode where we'd bring you some sweet, sweet pickles. You had you had one this week, didn't you? Uh, or did or I is it one? over? Which one? Oh, the $400 off? Is that one done? Actually, not sure. But speaking of sweet pickles, if you do join that Discord... Pickle Matt and all kinds of other gamers are always posting some sweet, sweet deals. My sweet pickle I posted the other day. We'll see if it's still live, but the Intel Core i9 12900KS was $400 off, all the way down to $525. One of the best. Uh, Huge kind of, discount. Yeah. Normal Almost market 50%. CPUs you can get and uh, unlocked overclockable. I have one of these in my machine, and it is real nice. Um, that was $400 off, so check that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Swift, it's time. Are you ready to be the very best? That there ever was. That there ever was. I sure am. Okay, just because you can't tell. The theme song is playing right now. I don't think I can let it play for that long or else we'll get taken out by the FBI. <laughs> All right, this week we are talking to you about Pokemon. If you're not a Pokemon fan, I don't know what you've been doing for the last 20 years because this is a part of the world culture at this point. And uh, yeah, it's time. It's time to yeah figure out where it all started, where it all came from, how it evolved, how it changed, how we got to where we are now, and uh, what does it look like nowadays? Swift. I would venture to guess that Pokemon has been a pretty significant influence in your uh, adolescent to young adult gaming life. Yeah, I wouldn't call it my young adult gaming life because I'm very much not a young adult. But uh, absolutely, I have loved this game since I was a child uh, through all the versions. Well, most of them. I I would say. say Pokemon... The original Pokemon on Game Boy was probably the first game I remember playing, uh, like, religiously. Like, every day I would play the same game, right? Like, yeah. I I don't remember ever doing that with any other game. Like, I remember playing console games before that, but not, like, to the point that I did with Pokemon. It was the first time I ever remember hearing my parents say, like, turn that damn thing off. No, you can't play Pokemon, blah, blah, blah. Dude, my mom what was my the... mom used to call them po- monkey things because she didn't know what the hell a Pokemon was. <laughs> <laughs> That's she was talking about Mankey, dude. That's yeah, Mankey. She, that was the first Pokemon she saw. Um, confused why Pikachu's invisible. Um, dude, the thing that I remember playing Pokemon as a as a younger child was the first time I convinced my parents. I think it was for my Game Boy Color. Because I never had the game, the original, you know, the brick Game Boy. I never yeah. had that thing. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so it was for my Game Boy Color. And you know the 
little flip screen that had like the magnifying glass and the oh, lights yeah. oh, so you yeah. could see the screen that so also I convinced needed my AAA parents, batteries yeah so i convinced my parents to buy me that and then i would like go to bed as a kid and my parents would tuck me in and I, then i would break out the game boy with the lights because it didn't matter if it was dark in my room and i would play know. that I, I would play pokemon all the time yeah i just remember sitting on the couch like while my parents were watching stuff right like monday night football and stuff and i had my game boy playing pokemon that was yep well cool well would you be surprised if i told you that it almost didn't happen back in 1996 in japan the uh nintendo company back then they weren't quite sure if they were going to even bother bringing pokemon over to the u.s market they were didn't think it would work, basically. It was too Japanese for American audiences. And eventually, uh, a company called Games for Kids convinced them that the market was ripe. Uh, interestingly enough, over there, they called it Pocket Monsters. And then when it came to America, they made a name Pokemon, which sounds way more Japanese. So their name was less Japanese than the name that they brought it over as, uh, which is yeah. interesting. Also, also a very racist thing right off the bat. No, this is too Japanese. We Americans are not going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was called Red and Green in Japan, but uh, they marketed it and brought it over as Red and Blue. And uh, yeah, there was those were the OGs. Yellow did come out a year later, forcing you to have Pikachu as your starting Pokemon. But Red and Blue gave you options of Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle. Swift, we talked about this offline. Who's your guy? Squirtle, all day. Charmander, baby. You have the advantage on me early game, though. Uh, man. I always have the advantage on you <laughs> with Squirtle. Please. Cool. Uh, we started out in the Kanto region with 151 easy-to-remember Pokemon back then. It was a grand success, and it evolved from there, uh, only to go crazier and crazier. But let's just give you a little reminder of what we were working with back then. This is the game. And uh, it was... Yeah. That's it. Black and white. And <laughs> pixelated. it was awesome. I remember the noises. When that game started up. Oh, loved it. Dude, I think when, when I was a kid, my sister and I, we both had Game Boys. And I got Pokemon Red because that was my favorite color when I was a kid. And my sister got Blue. And then we got the cable so we could trade yeah, to yeah. have the full Pokedex. Let's talk about the genius that is that marketing, right? Like you could make one game or you could make or... two games, make it so you can't get certain Pokemon on the other ones. And now they have to buy trading cables or the kids who really, really want it are just going to buy two Game Boys, a trading cable and two games. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. And it wasn't even like it wasn't even like a huge deal back then. It was like there were literally like twelve Pokemon you couldn't get in yeah. one of the other games. But if you, you wanted know? them all, but if you were a completionist, you wanted everything. Oh, by the way, a cartoon comes out around the same time telling you to gotta catch them all. You know what? Like it's perfect marketing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, a few years later, and by a few, I mean four. Uh, or two in America. Silver and gold are released. I fondly, fondly remember silver. My buddy had gold. And uh, that comes out October 13, 2000. 
and Crystal a year later. I don't ever... I never bought any of the third ones. Yellow, Crystal, you know how they always had a third one. I don't really know what the point of them was. Um, but, yeah, I never remember. I only ever had ever. Yellow. Yeah. Pikachu was the big seller on that one, I guess. And he was... Yeah. He didn't go inside the ball. No. Well, cool. Congrats. That comes out for Game Boy Color. This is our first Pokemon naturally designed in color. And I loved this game. It introduced a uh, really cool time mechanic where certain Pokemon could only be found during certain times of the day in certain places. And then the legendary dog Pokemon would wander the world and only be in certain places at certain times. So you basically had to dedicate many hours of different times of day to this game if you wanted to catch them all. Yeah, it's a precursor to, uh, what is it these days, Pokemon Go, where people are out on their phones. Yeah. Yeah. One in the streets, running into cars. Good, we good marketing 22 <laughs> years previous. Yeah. They went to Johto in that game. You also went back to Kanto. You kind of revisited there, so you had the two maps going on. And, uh, oh, here comes 100 new Pokemon. They also had shiny <laughs> Pokemon introduced to where you could find Pokemon that were different colors uh, than their normal color scheme, which still exists in Pokemon Go. And then a few new yep. types, including dark and something else that I can't remember. Uh, dragon, maybe? No, Dragon was Dragini. And... Oh, yeah, you're right. Those were Dragon and the Dark OG. And that let us know if you... Dark and uh, Spirit, maybe? No, Steel. There it is. Dark oh, and Steel. Oh, Steel, yeah, yeah. Cool, that was the ones. They also introduced uh, Pokemon Breeding, which is a whole other rabbit hole you could have gone down, so to speak. Uh, it's like another, another Tamagotchi. Yeah, you got to feed them, got to convince them to... Hump each other. It, it totally ruined the whole thing they had going on with uh, Nidoran. You remember Nidoran in the first 150 had like a female version and a male version? And a male, yeah. And then like the next game came out and everyone had female and male versions. It was kind of weird, but confusing. Yeah. It's like, well, can it, I don't know. <laughs> Let's not go there. Yeah. You're listening to the One More Game Podcast. They keep nagging, we keep playing. Now, back to your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. I'm Pickle Man! Uh, and then they also had berries introduced, and berries stick around all the way up until now. Berries are a big part of Pokemon currently, yeah. at least Pokemon Go. And it is the best-selling Game Boy Color game of all time, the Pokemon Silver and Gold which one do you have? Doesn't surprise me at all. I had silver. So you got Lugia. Yeah, we were we were past the point of me and my sister both having both being interested in video games at this point. So yeah, uh, she didn't get gold, so we couldn't trade, which was sad. And I couldn't convince my parents to buy me both. But. Yeah, my buddy uh, Dom had gold. We traded, and this is also where I experimented with Game Genie or whatever it was called, Game Shark, and totally deleted yeah. my very high number of Pokemon accounts. So oh, yeah, yeah. I'm probably gonna take a small 
hiatus in Pokemon games from here on out. The next one that came <laughs> out was uh, Ruby and Sapphire that released on Game Boy Advance March 18th, 2003, with em- Emerald almost two years later on that one. And we head off to the Hoenn region. Uh, what was your favorite? Did you play these? Game Boy Advance? Yeah, I had I had Ruby. Oh, nice. Uh, I ended yeah. up playing these years, years later on uh, undescribed methods that I won't uh, talk about currently. Yeah, yeah. This this was back in the day, you know, where you went from a full size cartridge to the mini cartridge for the Game Boy yeah. Advance. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Which is so weird because, like, the Game Boy Advance was much better, right? But what if you did keep them full size? Wouldn't you be able to just make the game that much better? Who knows? Uh, yeah. These were cool. Um, they had double battles, were kind of the one of the main big changes to the game overall, but still basically same game formula. And uh, 135 new Pokemon added in this one, big time. Um, but it it is the best selling Game Boy Advance game of all time. Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, I, like again, it doesn't surprise me that these are the best-selling Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games ever. But it, we didn't really talk about like in Silver and Gold. That's where I initially just started to lose interest in knowing all the Pokemon. I right. knew the 151, right? I had yeah, those things down nailed. Pat. You still know them, you know. I still know them. Um, but after that, it's just it was just too much to keep track of. And that's, I think this is kind of where a whole, kind of a whole nother diatribe, but this, I would say probably silver and gold. Uh, we just skimmed over it, but that's where I kind of lost interest in the Pokemon card game. Uh, okay. I never, I never really played the card game. I wasn't a huge like Magic the Wanderer player or anything like that. Um, but I did collect the cards for the initial 151. I I mean I had what were they, holographic Charizard. Yeah, I had yeah, yeah. all, had all, them some, all like some really nice cards. And at that once they started adding Pokemon, I was just like, I don't know who these are. I'm kind of over it. Well, it starts to become to a point where like you don't there's not enough money for you to collect them all at that point, right? Like we're getting to the point where like no. If I want to get all of these Pokemon, I'm going to spend all of my money I have on collecting all the Pokemon. I'm um, card games specifically, but card, yeah, card game for sure. I don't. I forget what they were back in the day, like five ninety nine a pack. Yeah, for ten. But cards. every every eight, pack, eight you of got, which were trash. <laughs> yeah, or the same card. Yeah, I have two. I have two neighbors. Uh, my sorry, my neighbors' kids are, um. I think eight and six, and they love Pokemon. Every time we talk, they bring over their Pokemon binder and they yeah. show me their cards. And it's like, these are really cool, but I know nothing about any of them other than like, I know that's Pikachu and I know that's um, Charmander. <laughs> you know, got- I like, I know the original ones, but the other ones, like, I don't know what that is. It's funny because when we first moved to Dallas, uh, Jen and I got Liam a couple Pokemon cards, and uh, we were like, "Oh, this is cool! Let's start like collecting them." And so we start collecting them all from like one of the Sword and Shield like pat like generations. It's weird how the cards work, but they release like different generations all the time. Yeah, um, 
So we start collecting, and we collect almost like all, all of them from one set. And we eventually we start to realize like it's just never ending. You just would have to spend all of your money to get all these cards. It's ridiculous. Well, especially now. I mean, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but there's so many. It's a thousand. Uh, even if they're a dollar each, you spend a thousand dollars. Anyways. Yeah. Although I will say, sorry, before we move off, because I know we're probably not going to talk about the cars anymore. It seems like there's a recent trend of people like YouTube and Twitch influencers. So, you know, social media influencers oh, of yeah. buying these cards for hundreds of thousands of dollars jen and i were looking at some of the cards we have and there's a few of them that we have are worth a couple hundred dollars or like even just the ones that we have it's like why yeah right <laughs> and it, i crazy. figured it out it's because the generation that grew up with it like originally us we all ha are having kids now and we want to have we want to show them this cool thing and so pokemon is like jumping all over that and you go there was this time like Towards the end of the pandemic, well, end of the like crazy part of the pandemic, where yeah. if you wanted to go try to buy Pokemon cards, all stores were out. Target had signs that said you can only buy one, one per customer for a long time. One card or one, one, pack? one pack, one item. Oh. Whether that be a booster pack or like a deck or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, dude, for a while that's, there. that's insane. Well, cool. The, uh, the the series keeps evolving, not changing a whole lot, I will say. Uh, but Diamond and Pearl released for the Nintendo DS on April 27, 2007. And uh, not much gameplay why it was added aside from 110 more Pokemon for you to not memorize and uh, some Nintendo DS features like you had a watch, permanent watch map that you could like ride on and like buttons to press that were on the bottom screen of the Nintendo DS. Uh, which was kind of cool. I think I do remember playing this game because I got kind of into DS games when I first had mine. But the graphics definitely start to look a little better and uh, goes a little bit more from little tiny pixelated things to more detailed, higher, higher definition pixelated things. But overall, same <laughs> game and uh, no nothing too crazy. We went from yeah. went to the Sinnoh region, and uh, also revisited Johto and Kanto. This thing sold 18 million units, Diamond and Pearl. I'm not sure what this advertisement is. It's kind of disturbing, but uh. <laughs> 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 uh, and it's one of the most successful Pokemon games of all time. But kind of a, a quiet memory in my mind. But yeah, I never had a DS, so I didn't play any of these games. Yeah, they were cool. You, you know, foul, foul on me for not continuing the tradition of Pokemon, but I just didn't have that that console. So yeah, you can pick, you can find them nowadays for like twenty bucks. Pick up a DS; they've sold so many of those damn things. Yeah. Well, cool. The follow-up to that was Black and White, released for the DS on March 6, 2011. Completely removed all the other Pokemon from previous generations. This was the first time that they were like, oh my god, there's a lot of Pokemon, and we need to kind of address there's that issue. There's too many. And so they just had 156 new species. Those are the only ones you could get in that whole uh, game. 
and uh, you went to the Innovo region, and you also had no more dialogue boxes to read at the bottom of the screen. All of them were in little chat bubbles. How fancy. So fancy. <laughs> uh, black and white, I, so- I did... I do remember picking this up like as I, I I think I was bored at the Air Force Academy and I had a DS and I went to like a used game store and I was like, oh, I never played this and tried it, played it for like a couple hours and never played it again. (laughs) I also find it kind of offensive that they removed all of the original Pokemon. It was pretty, it was pretty dramatic back then. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily from... It, it was almost like they were advertising the Innovo region as like a... Well, they say that, but I look at this gameplay and there's a Pikachu right there. Yeah. So, what's going on here? I mean, Pikachu's been steadfast through the whole... True. He's a he's a prime character, you know? Yeah, he's like a character, not a Pokemon. Yeah. Well, uh, Black and White did add some other features. We had seasons. They changed every month, and uh, the areas, Pokemon looks, and other things would change with the seasons, which was kind of cool. Black and White 2 was released a few years later. It was the only uh, direct sequel in the series. Basically just continued the story with the same Pokemon. Sold less than Diamond and Pearl, but still relatively successful as far as handheld games go. Black and white, you didn't get this because you didn't have a DS. Nope. I did not have this. All right, here's what we're going to do. I think I'm going to bring... I'm I'm about to release a YouTube video over on my uh, gaming channel, The Stroke, on YouTube, on how to turn your Steam Deck into an emulation machine. You know, of course... Provided you have the physical copies of the game, I have to say that so you can play them legally. Uh, right. But I might play through all the Pokemon games. That'd be fun. That would be actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Are you saying you're going to start from the beginning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Start from oh, scratch. Yeah. Catch them all okay. 100% every game. Because, you know, if you're on an emulator, you don't you can trade with yourself kind of thing. That's true. All right, all right. Well, that was black and white. And then we move into the Nintendo 3DS era. X and Y is released on October 12th of 2013. Off to Kalos and only 75 new Pokemon. This is where you can kind of tell the developers and and maybe artists who are confused as to how to keep dropping drawing new Pokemon. Uh, they start <laughs> to cut back on how many they're making. So 75 only come out for X and Y. This is the first time we get 3D Polygonal graphics. We're no longer in the 2D top-down realm. Uh, X and Y was the first time they did that. And sometimes it didn't look great, but it was a welcome change for most people. Uh, Did you have a 3DS? I did not. Oh, you're missing out on a lot of good stuff, dude. Some Zelda games in there. Oof. I know. Well, when you tell me how to do the emulator thing with my Steam Deck, you know. Yeah, provided you uh, also own a 3D. Provided I own the, in those own games. the copies. That's yeah. right. Well, cool. Uh, 
Yeah, X and Y was cool. It's also the first time that you could start customizing your character in any Pokemon game. You weren't just a pre-written character, Ash or whoever, uh, with, uh, you know, you got some accessories to make it cool to be a Pokemon trainer. Wasn't it always cool? I don't know. I thought it was always cool. It was always cool and still is, if you're That's asking right. me. Uh, this was also the first new type introduced in the Pokemon game since Gold and Silver. That was the fairy type. And the only reason they did that was oh. the developers said the dragon type was too strong and had no natural weaknesses, so they added fairies because fairies are good at killing dragons, I guess. I guess. <laughs> the lore is accurate. It only took them, what, 2013... Since 1998 for the U.S. <laughs> 98 to 2013. Dragons are too strong. Dratini. Who who were the evolutions of Dratini? Dragonair and Dragonite. Dragon, Dragonair and Dragonite. Yeah, yeah. I always had those when I was facing the the elite. Oh, yeah. Guys. You got to have one. Yeah. Oh, cool. There's a X and Y. What else to do? Oh, it introduced Mega Evolutions. I keep trying to show you this Pikachu, but he's invisible. But this is a mega evolution of Pikachu. Uh, and I also think it's a Gigantamax, which is something introduced in a later version of the games, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But uh, mega evolutions only lasted for a certain amount of time, unlike all other evolutions. Cool. This is the second best-selling game on the 3DS behind... What do you think, Swift? I'm going to say some sort of Mario game. Yeah, Mario Kart 7. You got it. Cool. That All does, right. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Pokemon Sun and Moon are released on November 23rd, 2016. Now we're starting to get closer to the modern era. And it sent you off to the tropical Alola region. This had a very Hawaii feel to it. It was kind of cool. Like hang loose, a lot of surfing references. Uh, and they introduced 88 new Pokemon, as well as the first time we have Alola. These were region-specific versions of old Pokemon. So you had an Alolan Raichu who rides his tail like a surfboard. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Alolan that there was. Maybe Ponyta? But anyways. Yeah, so now we're starting to get new Pokemon of old Pokemon. They also introduced Z-Moves. Added to the game, they only can be used once per battle, and they were super strong, basically auto winners. Yeah, did you? Uh, I guess you didn't get into this because it was on 3ds. This sure is probably not. one of my favorite Pokemon, Pokemon's, Pokemon of all time. Pokemon. Yeah. It's also it has a lot of cinematics in it, and like uh, really reaches for the emotional like cutesy side of a lot of the pokemon which a lot of the anime series does but yeah they're cool there was also a really cool mechanic in this swift where the the sun and moon game they were they their built-in clock was built 12 hours apart so if you were playing sun your buddy playing moon was on the exact opposite he was at night if you were playing in the day and so it it was the first time where the games were different by more than just what Pokemon were available. You were playing like on a different schedule, which is kind of cool. That's actually really cool. Was it, were you able to 
because of that, were you able to trade or no? Because you were on different time schedules. Yeah, you could or you trade. just like send it to a, a box and they would accept it. Is it you could trade? And this is also, I think, one of the first games where you could trade um, over the over Wi-Fi, over internet, over internet. And they yeah, didn't yeah. they didn't have to be active while you traded. You could propose a trade. It would send it to them, and then when they logged into their game, it'd be like, so-and-so wants to trade you such-and-such for such-and-such, and they'd hit yes, and then it would do it. That's okay. kind of cool. It's like fantasy football. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you pay your transaction fees, but yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's Pokemon uh, Sun and Moon. Sold very well, just behind X and Y on the 3DS, and uh, overall, I think that series is one of my favorite, or those two games are one of my favorites. Yeah, that's cool. And then we wait for a little bit. Nintendo Switch comes out. And uh, there is a game set released before Sword and Shield releases. And it's the uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee was available, I think, right at the start of Switch release. It was because I bought I bought Let's Go Eevee like immediately. Nice. I bought Let's Go Pikachu a little bit later because Jen started getting interested in Pokemon. So you've yeah. got more experience with this, I think. But correct me if I'm wrong, but Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, are they basically red and blue made with like 3D modern graphics? Uh, essentially, I would, call, I would call them yellow with modern graphics. Because Eevee and Pikachu are kind of your... They're not really your... I mean, they are Pokemon, but they're more of your companion... Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you have to take care of them and make sure they're happy and all the things. Um, I got Let's Go Eevee because I was sick of Pikachu after Yellow <laughs> all those years later. And Eevee was one of my favorite because Eevee can evolve into yeah. many different things. Eeveelutions, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so. I do remember that game being kind of weird because I was trying to play it with Liam and you had to, it was like Pokemon Go. You didn't fight the Pokemon. You just throw balls at them to catch them. True. Yep. You had to time it perfectly. Yeah. 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 So he got a little frustrated with that. We'll see. I'll try to revisit it with him because he's a little bit more capable nowadays, but that was not going well with him back then. Well, cool. Then the uh, the true meat and potatoes of uh, the Switch Pokemon series comes out. Sword and Shield release on the Switch on November 15th of 2019, only three short years ago. The first games in the series to receive DLCs. It received two of those, by the way, and you head off to the Galar region, bringing us 88 new species. Uh, I think seven of those were in the DLCs. And then you had uh, 13 Galarian region-specific changes to old species Pokemon and... You also introduced Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing, which is what these weird uh, things were. But the Pokemon turned into these massive, like, Godzilla-sized Pokemon for one fight. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, like, Gyarados, yeah. Gigantamaxed, or Dynamax. Dear God, that thing is awesome. Yeah. I liked. I also liked the story in this game. How it made, it showed you that one dude who was like the greatest Pokemon trainer, and you want to be just like him. And it it makes it seem like they're celebrities, you know. Like that was the first time I remember them 
kind of leaning into the idea of like becoming a superstar sports star almost. I think they did it better in this game than previous, but I, even when I was a kid, I thought like gym, like the gym bosses were always like the greatest on the continent or whatever you want to call it. Um, but this one really does a good job of, of no kidding showing like they, they do all kinds of stuff as far as like news like press and all this stuff in the middle of the game where you're just trying to work through it and the next boss you see it on a newspaper article and you're just like oh okay well i have to beat them because that'll be me you know right yeah you're in these massive stadiums with crowds and cameras yeah and it's all kinds of craziness yeah yeah did you play through the whole story i did not i want to but i have not i actually started it no kidding like started it from where i was like three weeks ago yeah um and i was just trying to figure out where i was and where to go but i i made some progress i didn't get to the next gym boss or anything because i was just trying to level up i still have some leveling up to do but i i really do want to get back in there and actually beat the game my my neighbor the old the older boy or the boy that's older um every time i see him he's like have you beaten sword Pokemon Sword yet? And I'm like, no, not yet. Look at this Dynamax or Gigantamax Meowth. It looks Meowth. Very phallus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that look at that Charizard though, just going ham. Yeah. Dude, do you ever when you first had the first Pokemon game, did you buy the like game guide? On like I where, did on where the Pokemon were and stuff. Yep, I did. Uh, I remember that with such fond memories. Yeah, I did, and then I remember. I don't know. It was probably it was probably a couple years after that I was still playing it, but I remember like going on the internet and seeing like where to find Mew. Yeah, you know, like you had you had to do the cheat code where you go up and down the island and Cinnabar Island or whatever. And, um, and then your game deletes itself and then you throw yeah. it up. Off. Um, but I don't know. The, I think this game is, is really well done as far as just entertainment sake, because you do get the like, wow, that's that thing is awesome. As far as the Gigantamax or Dynamax Pokemon. Um, yeah. plus the story the story is pretty good you know it's similar to the all the pokemon stories where you're a young trainer and you're working your way up but they're all pretty good nice yeah they're cool they also introduced i think they introduced raids in sword and shield yeah raid encounters and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. there was a huge controversy when this game was released i remember everyone it had been a while the switch had kind of delayed the release and all that and they called it dexit for pokemon pokedex uh they elected to kind of leave out some of the original pokemon slash other pokemon from other regions just because of the sheer number of pokemon and so a bunch of people were pissed off about it and saying that they were holding back and not like being lazy about development, all kinds of stuff. And it all kind of went away, blah, blah, blah. But 
Yeah. So Dexit, if anyone ever talks to you about the fact that they kept some Pokemon out of this game, now you know what they're talking about. But this did sell 24.3 million copies, which is the fifth best-selling Switch game so far. Kind of crazy. I think Overcooked is fourth, probably. We talked about it last week. You think so? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, nice. I'd have to guess. Oh, I don't know. That's hard. Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, yeah. Mario Kart, probably pretty high up there. Mario Kart and probably Mario Party, let's be honest. There's a yeah. lot of Mario titles up there that people have, um, you know, have felt fondness about since they were children. Yeah. Well, cool. If you haven't checked out Sword and Shield, check it out. Those are some good games, especially uh, for the new generation of stuff. But now it leads us to where we are today at least for handheld Pokemon games. And that is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Swift. What's been all the rabble about this? these games? Have you been listening up? Oh, yeah, I mean, all I know is that the games are out and it seems like there's a lot of bugs. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm still interested in trying them. I, again, I've been a fan of this, what, this series for 24 years of my life yeah so uh, i mean i'll i'll probably give it a try and just see yeah of course i'm definitely gonna do that we are yeah. i'm not sure what region it is in i haven't actually looked that up but uh the map looks massive and we are up to a thousand and eight pokemon if you're keeping track at home so there you have it. A thousand and eight as of Scarlet and Violet. So uh yep. Get your pen and paper out, start writing them down as you go, as you discover them if you're brand new to Pokemon. Get yourself a, a Pokedex app on your phone, I'm sure that's a thing. Or just Pokemon. It probably go. is. Yeah. And uh yeah, yeah. It is the first open world Pokemon, so you can basically choose your own adventure when it comes to how you want to tackle this thing, much like a lot of other open world games. Arceus Legends, I, I like don't you described it, flirted with it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that's necessarily true because Arceus Legends was open world. You could kind of do what you wanted to. It was open world, right? But did you feel like it was like only open world, wasn't it? Like, did you have like a direction that you were trying to kind of go? No, that's valid. Okay. It was only open world, like literally... I, again, we've talked about this, but yeah. literally like quests where you need to catch five of these Pokemon and then you can turn it in for gold or whatever. Yeah. And, like that was it. You didn't really have any vector as far as where to go. Interesting. Yeah. So the way they describe it in Violet and uh, was it Scarlet and Violet? Scarlet, is yeah. You can follow different storylines by choosing different paths. There's a I don't know. They're like, there's like a road to glory, a golden path, and something else. I think there's three like main paths you can do, and then there's side quests and stuff. But that's all we know so far. As Swift and I haven't played, but uh, dude, I think I'm gonna end up checking this out. I, it might be a game I wait until Liam can read to play with him because Pokemon is heavy on the reading. But... Yeah, I don't know. I would. I would love to get in there and just do Road to Glory 
let's just make it happen you know yeah put me on put me on the headlines <laughs> i did read something about a new feature or gameplay mechanic called terra shaping or terra forming phenomenon or something but oh we certain, built we building earth certain pokemon will rapidly change into these crystallized versions of themselves based on the type of terrain that they're encountering i don't really know exactly how it works but it looks cool as shit <laughs> they do look really cool yeah it's like uh the dynamax or gigantamax just miniature and shiny yeah and way better looking because it's uh, a new game yeah. god the graphics looks really good in this game i need to play this oh i also think it's the first time you have something akin to a mount in pokemon you ride around oh, that's on these so like cool. motorcycle-y Pokemon things. Okay, well, let's be fair. In even in red and blue, you had the bicycle. You just yeah. had to buy it. <laughs> and it wasn't a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, the poke the Pokemon mount is way cooler than that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this game's getting cooler and cooler the more I look at it. Yeah, it looks uh, very, very good. Swift, this thing sold 10 million copies in three days. Yeah. So the appetite for Pokemon is as healthy as ever. It's the Still biggest there. Nintendo launch ever. That's crazy. That's kind of mind-boggling. Yeah. And it looks really cool. So they're about to sell one more copy, I think, tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say I might I might go downstairs and grab my switch and uh scoop up Scarlet. Yeah, I got a crazy Pokemon itch right now. Yeah. Thanks to this episode. <laughs> well and cool, you there you have it. You folks. should. Yeah. We just wanted to walk you through a little bit of history about the mobile games for the Pokemon series. We know we didn't cover everything, right? We miss we missed quite a bit in there. There's a bunch of Pokemon games. The thing is a cultural phenomenon that is not going away anytime soon and uh, we'll be talking about it on this show from time to time as we typically do i mean i, I think we p bring up pokemon probably once every couple episodes regardless of what we're doing yeah well, cool man anything else to say about your memories with uh your pokemon mobile hand it is interesting that the fact only Mainstream Pokemon games only ever came out on handhelds. You never had a Pokemon on N64, Nintendo, or anything like that. They were always on Game Boy, and now Switch, I guess, is the only as close as you can get to it. But there's no Pokemon game on Wii. Yeah, I don't. I I wonder what the marketing for that was, just to make it easier on people to be on the move and play. Yeah, maybe. I, don't I mean, know. they're called Pocket Monsters. You know, you gotta. Gotta stick to True. It. Maybe that maybe that's why. Because yeah, you know, you can keep it in a little case in your pocket. Well, cool. We liked bringing you this uh episode of Pokemon. And if you want to reach out to us with an idea you've got for the major topic of the week, you know how to do it. OMG podcast gg at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right, Swift. Let's do this. Let's get into what we played this week. All right. Lead us off, homie. All right, so I played, again, little pretty light week for me um, as far as gaming. I played uh, a little bit of WoW. I actually did my first Nax raid. 
at 80. Is there um looking for raid? Is that how you did it, or did you have homies? Um, there there were just actually something someone on looking for group chat. Oh, nice. They were trying to pug a Nax 25, which I hadn't done Nax 10. Um, so 25 is obviously a little more, a little bit more difficult as far as corralling the the kittens or uh, you know herding the cats, as they say. Did you get on um, Ventrilo or how'd you guys talk? We were on Discord. Oh well, that's not real wow then. I know, right? Uh, new newfangled wow. What was the hardest fight? Um, the I four think, horsemen. Dude, honestly, there weren't that many hard fights. Everyone's good at wow nowadays. Everyone, Everyone just knows the fights these days. Even me, I I hadn't been in Nax in years, and as soon as we like got to a boss, I knew exactly where to go. It just like all yeah. clicked again. So, um, but I got like five pieces of best in slot raid gear. Cause I was one of, I was one of three mages and the oh. other two were way more geared than me. They gave you everything. Yeah. So I essentially got a lot of gear. Nice. Um, but other than that, I didn't play a ton of wow. I don't remember what the next age gear looked like. Oh, I didn't get any of the tier gear. Oh, I just okay. got just got random pieces. Um, and then other than that, I played God of War. Got back in there. Yes. Nelf. Was it Alfheim? Nelfheim. Alf Alfheim. The elves. Yeah, the Al the elves. Nice. Um. So. So tears being a little bitch. Yeah. I'm uh, continuing to love that game, but it's kind of a a lot with tear taking over for boy last game. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being a bitch, tear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you got such a fun journey in front of you. I'm excited. I know. Nice. And that was it. Oh, okay. Cool. Wow. Yeah. I as well had a relatively light week for no good reason and working on a lot of homework and stuff. But uh, let's see, play some Overwatch 2 with the bros and the wife. Got a couple of uh, squads in there, but man, I hate playing anything but damage right now. Tank and heals are not fun for me currently. Really, I've just been playing a lot of Widowmaker. I'm getting really good at that. Uh, but yeah, still fun game. I have zero interest in the progression in that game, the cosmetics, all of that stuff. Not not doing it for me. So yeah, I'm thinking I'm probably gonna be reserving that game for playing with the wife. I spent a lot of time in Hearthstone Battlegrounds as of late. That game just got an update as well. Um, but yeah, my wife and I are competing to see who can get the highest rating in that, and. Uh, do you, I, I'll say for the t amount of time she's played, she's better than me at that game uh, overall. But I have a higher yeah. rating than her because I have more games played. <laughs> Little household rivalry, huh? Yeah. Oh, she's serious about it, dude. She like she like <laughs> gets mad when she loses. It's funny. All right, awesome, and then though. most of my 
game, I guess, progress that I made this week was in, I think, what's going to be my game of the year uh, vote of how much I love this game is Tunic. I thought I was at the end of the game. You know how some games, this was a thing they did a lot in the past. You get to a certain point in the game and they want you to kill like every boss that you've already killed without like healing, you know? Yeah. So I got stuck at a point like that in this game for a long time. Like, like in Pokemon. Yes. You have to beat all four bosses without healing or without going to a Poke Center. Right. Another time I remember that being a thing was in an old X-Men game on uh, Sega where you got to this point where you got into this room and you had to kill all the different X-Men clones. It's like, dude, I need, I can't. Uh. And so you just had to get really good at killing all these things. Uh, yeah. Mega Man did it as well. Um, yeah, so I, I was stuck on this point for a long, long time. And so a couple of days ago, I just sat down and I was like, I'm going to beat this. And I tried and I tried and I tried Dark Souls style, like tried and tried and tried and finally beat it. <laughs> and, uh, and so I got, I moved on and I got this extra ability unlocked and the game is just go keeps going and I'm just loving it. It is such a good game. And yeah, that's all I can want to play right now. But, so. Yeah. Game of the year over. I know. I know. We saw. I'm saying uh, game of the year. It? What I mean is like game of the year. That's not like an obvious game of the year kind of thing. I guess. Okay. Because I know who who won. Uh, Macintosh or Apple game of the year. Uh, at Mac uh, Inscription. Inscription. Yeah. 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 Um, so wh what you mean by game of the year, like you're not counting Elden Ring. Yeah, I'm not counting Elden God Ring of War. or God of War, but okay. like the enjoyment I'm getting out of Tunic is like right up there with those games. Okay. And it, it hits nice. so many like Zelda, like classic Zelda things too. Cause clearly the guy that made it is like very, a big Zelda fan. That it's yeah. just, it's just hitting right for me. I like that game a lot. And if you, that's awesome. If you're a Game Pass subscriber, you need to play that game and you need to keep playing it because it keeps getting better. It does That's get great. it does get to some like hard I don't know what I'm doing points. I had uh my buddy Dom over a couple of weeks ago or maybe last week for Thanksgiving and that kind of stuff. And he's he's the same type of gamer as me, one of the friends I grew up gaming with. And him and I were just like playing this game. It's a single player game, but we were both like playing and watching each other play in my living room like old school like trying to figure yeah. out where what to do next and like it's got the instruction book mechanic built into it so I'm you're like, trying to dude, figure out dude you gotta go over there yeah. and so we're like there. pinging ideas off each other it was it hits like old school gaming vibes and it does a really good job at it because it doesn't exactly tell you what to do uh, which is a cool way of handling it i think but oh yeah you know how i told you that game hides stuff in front of you yeah I've been playing this game for hours, right? Like, since, I don't know, what it's one of the earlier games we talked about on this show. Yeah. Like a year it, ago. It's, it's been a while. And uh, today I'm, I'm walking around. I walk by this windmill and there's this tree and the tree kind of blows in the wind and I see the corner edge of a treasure chest that I would never have seen and I never checked for. And I just walk up and get a treasure chest that I had walked past 
probably 500 times. <laughs> that's, that's how cool this game hides stuff in front of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, that's my gaming week, and that's Swiss Gaming Week. Pickle Matt, we miss you. Hope you got some games in. I don't think you did, but, uh, you know, life happens, and we'll get, we'll get you back in there and on here. Yeah, buddy. All right, Swift, that's going to about round it out. Who's that Pokemon? What do you got? What, what kind of Pokemon advice do you have for the listeners before we leave? Ooh, I don't know. Catch them all. Oh. Catch all 1,000. And eight. You, you got to do it. <laughs> I will never, but good for you if you do. I've been trying my essentially my entire elder youth to now and still can't do it. Some of them are elusive. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. I will say um, if you're playing some of the old games and you're, you're uh, deciding what to name your rival, Gary or whatever, make sure you name him something Gary. that's going to make you laugh for the rest of the game. Like I think when I was a kid, it was probably like butt face or, or, or stinky fart. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it evolved into like douche. And I don't even know if they have rivals in the, I don't even think they do in the current ones, but. I think I named, no kidding. I think I named when I played um, Sword. And maybe, hold on, let me see when the last one. No, it wouldn't have been. Yeah, I think I named. <laughs> I played sword. My uh, rival was Yaki. Yeah, <laughs> isn't he all of our rivals? There, there doesn't need to be any context for the rest of you, but we yeah. get it. I don't know though. A rival kind of implies like he's on the same level as you, but no, 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 no shot. Just uh, not a cool person in my life. No. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, get yourself back in there and catch them all, like Swift said. We loved, we loved uh, having you guys here in the chat. And if you've been listening over on the podcast side of it, you can join us, like I said, every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Central, twitch.tv slash OMG podcast. We'd love to have you uh, every week. All right. We uh, talked about the Twitter and Instagram, but one more time, leave us a follow, OMG underscore podcast. GG, Twitter and Instagram, as well as myself. I stream from time to time at twitch.tv slash the underscore underscore stroke and that same handle on Twitter and Instagram. And Swift, he's over there on twitch.tv slash swiftmida. Leave him a like, a follow, however that works on Twitch and check him uh, playing. I think he's planning on 100%ing Callisto Protocol, he told me. Yeah, um, no hard pass. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there you have it. You can also find our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or omgpodcast.podbean.com or anywhere else you find podcasts. Thanks for joining us, Hero, and uh, I'll leave you with one final thought. Just because you have to grow up doesn't mean you have to stop gaming. Game on, gamers. Catch them all, and we'll see you on the next episode of One More Game. Swift, see ya. See ya.
been listening to the One More Game Podcast. Designed for adults who play video games. Adults who play video games who constantly get nagged about it. Nag, nag, nag. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Find the One More Game podcast where you get your podcasts. Hit us up on Instagram at OMGPodcastGG and on Twitter at OMG underscore PodcastGG. Until next time, they'll keep nagging and we'll keep playing. See you next time on the One More Game podcast.